We're going through something absolutely historic. Technologies across the board are growing exponentially. It's a disruption that's going to completely redefine the way businesses compete. In the next decade, we're going to lose 40% of today's Fortune 500 companies. The exponential growth of computing is continuing. AI is nowhere near its full potential. Whether you like it or not, that the future cannot be stopped by anyone. So, welcome to the Future Tech and Foresight podcast. This is the podcast where a diverse range of emerging technologies and their future consequences will be explored via discussions with technology leaders, researchers, futurists, etc. The podcast was previously known as the Automated Podcast, but it has been updated and rebranded to go really beyond automation, technological unemployment, and the future of work, though this, of course, will still be considered. I'll get into why the rebranding happened in a bit, but first I really kind of want to just set the stage for why a podcast like this is even important to begin with. I hope that the intro with the clips of some of the well-known futurists out there gave a little bit of a hint as to its importance, but let's look a little bit deeper. So as you heard in one of the intro clips, one of the best-known futurists, Alvin Toffler, said uh, a lot of future-shocked people and future-shocked institutions in our society are simply overwhelmed and incapable of coping with the changes facing them. You've probably heard of or even experienced culture shock when visiting a new country for the first time and are overwhelmed with the new traditions, culture, and really day-to-day lifestyle and are quite unsure as to how to act and in many situations might initially freeze up. So future shock is a similar idea but relates much more to being overwhelmed by all of the future changes that are coming our way at such a fast pace that you feel out of place even in your own kind of daily life. So though many social, economic, environmental, and even political changes are important for future change, I and many others argue that technological change is the most disruptive and creates the most predominant sense of future shock compared to any other. And if you consider this, uh, think about Moore's Law or Bell's Law, or just the general idea that technological advancement is growing at an exponential rate, it can be seen that we really are just starting to see the disruptive potential of our technology on our civilization, and by extension, the inability of people and organizations to cope with these future transformations. But let's make this a little bit more tangible. So some of the clearest examples from the recent past, I think, are Blockbuster and Kodak. These were two dominant players in their respective industries and both filed for bankruptcy relatively quickly due to technological disruptions that they didn't capitalize on. Online video streaming and digital photography, respectively. So Kodak's downfall, I think, is even especially more interesting because one of its own employees actually invented the digital camera that could have saved the company and made it as powerful as the likes of Apple today if it had only capitalized on this opportunity instead of completely ignoring it. And at its peak, Kodak was actually the fifth most valuable brand in the world, so the ability to incorporate this digital photography was definitely there. So these are just two examples, but the trend runs much deeper. In fact, 90% of Fortune 500 firms have vanished since 1995, and a study from Washington University estimated that 40% of today's Fortune 500 companies on the S&P 500 will no longer exist in 10 years. To go further, McKinsey Consulting prepared a report which forecasted that by 2027, the average S&P company lifespan will shrink to just 12 years, 
compared to 24 years back in 2016 and 33 years in 1964. And the trend most probably won't stop there. So though technological disruption is not the only variable that is causing this, it is a substantial one and might perhaps be the main one, especially in years to come. Now, if you are listening to this and you're thinking, well, that's quite interesting, but my industry is insulated and safe. I think it's really sad to say this, but you're probably wrong. In the previous version of this podcast, what became evident more than anything was that just in the trend of automation, every single industry is being touched. And with the recent, uh, for example, rollout of ChatGPT, the topic of job automation and human worker replacement seems to have been sparked yet again, as millions of users get a feel for how an AI tool can do large parts of their daily tasks, which was previously really only talked about on tech-focused podcasts. But automation, as I mentioned, is but one powerful trend amongst many. And by focusing on only one trend, the larger story of what is unfolding across our modern world really remains unseen. So if you aren't aware of what's around the corner, your organization has a much higher likelihood of disappearing or at the very least being negatively impacted in the years to come. Therefore, whether a startup, traditional corporation, public entity, etc., I really think that you need to future-proof yourself and the hope is that this podcast can be part of that solution. So that's actually one of the central reasons that this rebranding effort happened and why on this podcast, you'll now be hearing about a diversity of future technologies and the trends that they are a part of. From the more obvious culprits like AI, uh, robotics, autonomous vehicles, even quantum computing and the metaverse, to much less well-known disruptors like brain-machine interfaces, CBDCs, synthetic blood production, internet of bodies, smart dust, animal-human hybrids and the powers of genetic engineering, 4D printing, under-the-skin surveillance, biocomputers, and much, much, much more will be covered. The goal is to not just get a perspective of the leaders building the future, but also give you as a listener some vision of what the future can hold and help to alleviate some of our collective future shock to make better decisions for tomorrow. So to accomplish this, the podcast will mainly focus on expert interviews where the technology itself will be explored along with the challenges, benefits, ramifications, and kind of a general vision of what the future will look like when it is fully adopted. As I mentioned before, the first 100 episodes are part of the previous automated podcast, and these 100 episodes are pretty much completely devoted to the future of work and specifically how automation technologies will impact jobs. So if you're curious about automation, work, skill changes, and which industries will be automated first, you can focus on these. And if you want just an overview of this, episode 100 acts as a summary, and from there the new episodes will start to take off. So on the website, futuretechandforesight.com, you'll find more info about the podcast as a whole, individual episode show notes with relevant links for each guest, info about me, as well as sources for any report or idea talked about on the specific episode. There's also a blog that will cover more in-depth insights into specific megatrends and ideas relating to foresight and future-proofing. And also, finally, if you're interested in being a sponsor, collaborating in any way, uh, curious about foresight and how it might benefit your organization, or simply want to leave a comment or some feedback about the podcast, you can easily get in touch uh, with me through the website as well. You can also engage with other listeners in the comments section on YouTube or in the show notes on each episode. 
But if you're so inclined to actually help the podcast grow a little bit, there's a section on the website which kind of easily breaks down and explains the best way for you to leave a review on the different podcast platforms, which of course will tell the different algorithms out there to boost the podcast, uh, which will help other people to hear about it and essentially listen to it. And finally, a little bit about myself. So my name is Mark Verbenkov. I'm a certified strategic foresight practitioner and member of the Association of Professional Futurists. So I currently work in organizations to help set up and develop their foresight division that seeks to scan and identify the disruptive trends that will impact their products, services, and general way of working. I also build scenarios or strategies to avoid these pitfalls while really try to leveraging the discovered opportunities to future-proof the organization. So I've been podcasting for about three years on future technologies and their impacts on businesses, individuals, and society in general. And previous to this, I also worked as an innovation consultant on future of work and industry 4.0 projects for a number of years. Though I'm originally from the west coast of Canada, I've lived across Latin America and Europe for the better part of the last decade. And more generally, I've been fascinated by emerging technologies and their future impacts on the world for well over a decade now. I've been particularly interested in technological unemployment and the future of work, which was kind of what led me to the creation of this podcast's first iteration, but through the dozens of expert interviews, realized that a wider perspective is absolutely fundamental to understanding how organizations of all sorts will be impacted by the coming future tech storm, hence the development of future tech and foresight. This is really trying to blend a wider scope of explore technologies with foresight capabilities in an effort to deal with our collective future shock and clarify what actions we can all strategically take for a better future. A lot of future shock people and future shock institutions in our society are simply overwhelmed. Once there is superintelligence, the fate of humanity may depend on what the superintelligence does. Science fact is catching up to science fiction. The first truly intelligent machine will be the last invention that humanity needs to make. The only scarcity that will exist in the future is that which we decide to create ourselves as humans. Within a 10-year design revolution, we can have all humanity living the highest and living anybody's ever known. Progress is uh, accelerating at an exponential pace and it's going to reach a point where progress is so fast it's going to be a singularity. We are probably one of the last generations of Homo sapiens. Every single headline points to the birth pangs of a type 1 civilization.